the record button. So I should try to make it funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the podcast where we like to say that sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, that sounds funny. And <laughs> this uh, is the, the week of December 15th, 2020, <laughs> uh, episode number eight, and we are two blind brothers telling it the way we see it, which is our tagline from our webpage. We don't have our uh, blind sister with us today. Uh, she apparently uh, wasn't feeling well, and she didn't want to hear have people hear her raspy voice. I guess. I guess she's yeah. she's sounding. And she off. can't smell anything either. We could be parked in her face and everything. Uh-huh. She sounded like really husky and sultry. She didn't want to turn people off from her her raspy husky voice. I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe she needs to get a flu shot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. She, I did. I haven't talked to her. I just had a text, so I don't know what she actually sounds like. Um, but uh, we like to open up with a, uh, a story. It could be a, a funny family story. Something happened lately. Do you want me to go first? We've been picking up, we've been picking up more listeners too. According yeah, to our staff, we we do a few more listeners. We do have uh, a. a a few more listeners out there so welcome and hope you not only enjoy the show but pass it around uh, share it with your friends grab their iPhone and open up their Apple podcast and punch in that sounds funny and hit subscribe that way they'll have have our wonderfully funny voices in their ears and you can do it on your iPhone your Amazon device, wherever you yeah. listen to podcasts. How do you do that on the Amazon device? You just tell Alexa, play that sounds funny or what? Right. Play a podcast, that sounds funny. Okay. You have to say her name first, but if you do, my problem, start talking to us. We, yeah, we'll, we'll avoid that for now. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't start talking when you said that. She's right here. Yeah. Uh, on my desk. But... <laughs> and so we, you can, you can of course find us on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, on and out there a few different places. Anyway, I have a, it's not a funny story, but I have yeah. a story um, uh, next door where I live at. There, there was a house there, and it was dilapidated. The, the city eventually finally tore it down to an empty lot, and that just recently uh, there was a sign. Um, that they were going to auction it off, and the guy who was in charge of it wanted to sell it to me for five thousand dollars, and so uh, I did. I, but the city had a lien on it for twenty thousand for tearing down the house, and I was like, "Well, that's not very funny." But anyway, I uh, it went into auction. And by the time it went into auction, uh, all you had to do is put in a bid of at least eight hundred dollars, because that's what the taxes. What the back taxes. So, well, the current taxes, you know, oh. for the past year or whatever, just that really. There's a tax sale was the thing, you know, auction, you know, tax sale mm-hmm. auction. And so I told him, I said, you know what, let's just bid $1,000. And so we put our bid in, and, and then the bidding ended on December 4th. And they, on December, they said, if you win, they'll cash check. If you don't get it, they'll put void on your check and send it back to you. Well, on Friday, December 11th, they deposited my $1,000 check. So I'm the proud owner of a vacant lot. <laughs> yeah, it formerly used to be a house, pretty much the same uh, size and shape and age as the house that you live in because they were both built around exactly. the same time. It's actually like a, a lot and a half. And yeah, they have yeah. yeah they had a big old yard on the side because I, I remember they used to put a big old garden out that would fill the whole edge to edge and yeah. 
And that, I mean, that, that side yard was like a, probably 160 feet by, I don't know what sort of standard size is, but 75 know. feet. But, uh, yep, I own about half the block here I live on now. <laughs> yeah, you're setting up your own little empire down there. I could set up my own blind training center here or something. Yeah, put like a little guide dog walking trail out there with obstacles to climb over or move around and stuff. And my grandsons want a, a go-kart or four-wheeler track out there yeah. they can ride four-wheelers. Well, I remember and, when we were kids out there in that town, They when they had an empty lot, that's what kids would do is they'd show up with mini bikes and go-karts and <laughs> drive laps yeah. around and set up ramps and jump over a ditch or something. Yeah. Dig some, tr dig some trenches and stuff so they and, can jump and, over them. And us being yeah. little kids, we'd be out there on our bicycles trying to keep up. Go away, kid! I'm, I'm pedaling my bike! I'm pedaling my bike! Go away! <laughs> Get off the track! <laughs> yeah. So you, you, could, you could bring yeah. back those days of mini bike tracks out there. Yeah, it doesn't take too much going around in a circle and you got a trail going on. <laughs> no, no, a few laps and then you got the trail. A nice, dusty trail. So good, that sounds like a winner. You're expanding your property. Now, maybe you can uh, take down your pool and put it up on that side of your house. And you have, have mini bike track going around a pool. Yeah. <laughs> it could I be could the Terry like Recreational brother, Facility. Said build a pole barn over it, have an indoor pool. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, I don't think it happened this last summer. I, I think it was actually the summer before. Um, but uh, we, it was on 4th of July, the, right around that time, but also it was just before, just after. But we got together with another family uh, that's not too far from here. They have some kids that do homeschooling at the time i think we we're going at the same church i don't remember but that's where we knew them from at least and uh they had their kids out at the park and we had our kids out at the park it was going to be a big day of outdoors and fishing and barbecues and uh it got uh evening time and the sun's kind of going down and kids are around the lake and i'm just kind of sitting up on you know they had like a big swing like a glider you just kind of sit on this big bench and you kind of rock back and forth and all of a sudden i hear people panicking and it's like what's the matter and they're like uh -oh. is missing i think it, was, it might not have been uh -oh. it might have been somebody else but there was kids that were missing no yeah uh -oh. it was one of them uh, she, at that time she's only two years old and they're like where, where'd these kids go because they were afraid they were abducted they thought maybe there was a van about that time was driving slowly through the park parking lot and just freaking out. They had the cops come out. And finally, as, uh, it turns out they found the kids, but uh -oh. he was still gone. And they're like, they finally found her in the back of the van with the doors closed. And like, I came here back in, in the side of the van for what well, we've been looking for. You didn't you know that? She goes, I had to go pee. <laughs> I'm thinking, great, did she pee in the van? <laughs> I hope not. But what it, the, the, the back story was that she and a couple of the other kids, a, a girl or two, they decided to go to the bathroom. But when they went, uh, the boys were inside and they didn't want to go. <laughs> so they were, instead of waiting, they kind of, I think maybe went in the woods or something and somehow uh -oh. meandered into the van where she was, I guess it, it was, she just probably just fell asleep, honestly. Abducted by strangers. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like trying to jump through hoops and figure out where the kids went to and the cops. And, and it turned out the kids just had to go pee and there were boys in the bathroom <laughs> and they didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Really, I got some, uh, well, funny news stories or unbelievable news stories or Christmas news stories and stuff. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and move on to our funny news headlines. We did say who we were, I think. But anyway, did we? I forgot. Hey, in case we didn't, I'm your host, Keith, and with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm Terry, in case we forgot to say who we were. <laughs> I, I think we did get on a roll, and then didn't, and we did forget to say that. <laughs> forgot all about it. So, hey. People have been listening well, we, well, to I us. I think we did because we said Jill wasn't here, too. People have so. been listening to us for the last few minutes thinking, who are these idiots? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know who you are. And, uh, anyway, i got a story here uh, to lead off with. Uh, a man in, let's see, where is it again? Virginia. Um, uh, yeah, did I get his name? Um, Kwame Cross of Dumfries, Virginia. He had a lucky feeling, he told a lot of officials. He purchased 160 lotto tickets and won 160 times. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. He, <laughs> he had watched a TV show. Mm-hmm. And there was an address on the show. I had no idea what show it was, but the numbers were seven three one four. So if anybody out there knows whose address that is, well, there were some seven three one four. So he bought a hundred and fifty dollars worth of tickets with the same number. And he hit every one of them. Wow! And every single one of them. Well, I mean, he has a pick four, you know, pick four right. numbers, and, and he bought a hundred and sixty tickets <clears throat> with that number. And he won all 160 times, and the prize amount was $5,000 a piece. Wow. Which totals up to $800,000. He told lotto officials, like the lady from the story last week, I don't know how I'm going to spend it. Wow. <laughs> it's like, she needs to contact oh, this show. I don't know. I'm going to spend it $1 at a time. <laughs> you can contact this podcast. If people know who that guy is, send him our, our podcast information. <laughs> we have some suggestions. I don't know how I'm going to spend it. I don't know what to spend it on. Well, you know, in a way that that really is good because you you get a a lot of money and it's like you don't really think about what would you do with it. Now, I know it doesn't take long to figure it out. Christmas time, your family. Buy a PlayStation 5 for me. It's my ball so I can play it. I uh, actually have a lottery story, too. Um, Yeah, I don't have... All the details, but um, it involves 50 people who won a Massachusetts lottery. I think it was the same kind of thing. It was like a pick four or something like that. And 50 people hit the numbers. It was supposed to be like, I forget, quite a nice jackpot. I don't know what they typically run. Um, But... uh, yeah, so the most people on record, anybody at one time hitting the Massachusetts jackpot. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with 50 people hitting, they had to slightly reduce the actual payout for each winner. But it's still, they walked away with somewhere like tens of thousands of dollars apiece, it seemed like. And um, what happened was, is uh, they had a display poster you know, how, how, here's how you fill your ticket out. Well, they they played the numbers that were on the poster, <laughs> and so that's how how it came about that 50 people won this. They just I'm going to play those numbers on that poster, and they they won. Oh, wow! So that's that's my lottery story. And here we go. This is the first one of these I've heard all year so far, but. A secret Santa pays off Walmart layaways up to $65,000. Wow. In, in Bristol, Tennessee, in case y'all live there, um, the Walmart store manager was approached by a person who had said they wanted to pay off all the layaways, which totaled to 64900 rounded up to $65,000. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they were in shock, and they said they wanted to remain anonymous. And so then people were were confused as they received text messages from their Walmart store saying, your Walmart layaway has been paid off. Please come to the store and pick it up. (laughs) And other customers were just amazed and 
astounded at this nice act of kindness. Yeah. You know, and you hear it all across the country, people doing it. That's the first one I've heard this year so far huh. uh, that happening. You know. So. Yeah, you know, and sometimes people are like, I don't know what to get for my spouse or for my teenage kids. They always say, I don't want nothing. And you want to get somebody something. So, yeah, I can see that would be a way for somebody to, instead of buying a family member who already doesn't want anything, you might as well help somebody who is in need, you know, and help them have a nice Christmas. So if anybody out there wants to lay some money on somebody who's in need, (laughs) again, we can tell you how to do that. Uh, so I, I have I, I had a story last week that I was going to share but it was, I, I had four of them and I didn't want to do it and Jill's like what's a wallaroo because it involves a runaway wallaroo and I thought I would share that story this week a, a wallaroo is an Australian animal I guess it's kind of like a kangaroo only it's a little different and uh, it's actually somebody here in Illinois, uh, kind of up north a little bit, because this wallaroo uh, got away from its owner and was just running all over town. Uh, he got, you know, the police were called, the first responders were called, the fire department, the neighbors all got in on the action. Uh, if not chasing this wallaroo around, they at least, you know, kept eye on it. He's over here, he ran that away or whatever. And uh, the uh, wallaroo ended up jumping into the Illinois River <laughs> to get away because, of course, I'm sure it was terrified. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm on the loose and people are chasing me. What do I do? So I jumped into the river to get away. And uh, the police and first responders seen some fishermen out fishing the river. And they're like, hey, we need your help. Take your nets and get that uh, animal out of the water. The fisherman at first thought it was a dog. They're like, that's not a dog. <laughs> They're like, no, no, it's a wallaroo. Get the and they did. And uh, the wallaroo was rescued. It was taken to veterinary people, warmed up and uh, fed and watered and back to health. And the last I knew, the police were then going to investigate to see, did the owner have a legitimate license to own an exotic pet? <laughs> Because they weren't sure at that time. Where was that? That was in Illinois? It's somewhere in Illinois because the Illinois River runs from Chicago to the Mississippi River. So it's somewhere along that that area. I uh, I didn't think it was like in Australia. No. (laughs) There was any description like for us blinded people, I don't know what the heck a wallaroo looks like. Um, You know, I don't know. maybe, Maybe it's got little tiny back feet and great big, big Big feet in the front. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a kangaroo that climbs walls. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look it up myself and see. Maybe it looks like a little teddy bear. Oh. I think it might be a marsupial, like a kangaroo is. But it's just one of those weird uh, Australian animals. They have wallabies and wallaroos and kangaroos and platypuses. Yeah. Uh, I have another story that involves Christmas. (laughs) I don't have any Christmas ones this week. That's uh, another world record breaking event taking place. A company in Indiana used 32 porta potties (laughs) that lit up and played Christmas music. And um, they took the Thirty-two uh, porta potties, and had them stacked up in a, you know, in two rows, and uh, <coughs> they displayed a animated faces on the porta potties, singing to the tune of Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. And as the song would play, the torch would light up, and the, the porta potties mm. would light up. I, I, I thought possibly whenever you went inside the porta potty, you used it, 
your your party would light up so, so people would know <laughs> yeah. it's occupied yeah, no. and, and play music to, to disguise the sounds inside. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you sit on a seat and the music starts playing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, it's got the crap out of me. That thing works pretty good. A, hey, we got the toilet to open. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, porta potty display. Well, that's something I would never have thought of. They could, I mean, they probably, I, shoot, they could have did that like in the parking lot of the, you know, the Annapolis Colts something out there inside the football stadium. Thirty-two porta potties. Thinking hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wow. Something. Anyway, yeah. My my final one. Let's have more to add to that. Is uh, uh, happens in Florida. You know how those Florida people are. Uh, police respond to a break in, but they find a video shoot instead. Uh, it turns out that in a South Florida clothing store, uh, concerned neighbors were con- noticed uh, people with uh, automatic rifles going into this clothing goods store, and they called the police. The police come out, and they find movie cameras uh, shooting people inside uh, with the guns. The even the store owners in on it. He's all ha- he's all you know, happy with uh, the situation. Uh, no real guns, no real ammo, just actors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that could be not funny. <laughs> yeah, that could have had a different ending. <laughs> the police show up and then the people inside with guns. Don't you, don't you. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> it is a cut or fire. <laughs> And, so, you know, last uh, camera action shoot. No, 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 don't no, shoot. <laughs> and, and I don't have another story. I got a top 10 list. Yeah, let's uh, <clears throat> move on along to our top 10. And having another top 10 uh, things about Christmas you may not have known. Hmm. Um, Going on, I, I can do them in reverse order or whatever. Number one, Rudolph's red nose was red due to a parasite uh, infiltration in his respiratory system. <laughs> it was. I thought it was like a screw on light bulb that they put onto the clay animation stop action puppet. <laughs> yeah. And number two, in the Netherlands, Santa Claus arrives in a sleigh from Spain, not from the North Pole. Hmm. And he comes and he brings gifts for the children. And if the children were naughty, his little elves look like little children, little children with blackface. And if you're bad, then they'll steal your children and take them away back to Spain. They're coming to get you. <laughs> the parents are like, come on, take them, take them, please. <laughs> and number three, in Germany, Poland, and the Ukraine, uh, if you find a spider web, or you know, a spider's um, web, or like spider string, whatever, just I'm working on the web, you find right. a spider web in your Christmas tree, it's apparently considered to be good luck. Huh. You got visited by a spider. <laughs> Excuse me. And number four, Santa Claus is able to stretch time like a rubber band. His average speed is 650 miles per second yeah. in order to deliver all the gifts to all the houses uh, you know, well, of course. I think it was 231 million houses or right households. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's seven and a half billion people, so 200 and whatever million households would be about right. Probably 650 miles a second, yeah. almost as fast as the speed of light. But <laughs> yeah, well, five, two weeks before Christmas is when the statistically uh, couples usually break up. is the, the most number one time of it's the, the year. the biggest breakup day, huh? Right. Two weeks 
prior to Christmas is a. No, it says you're buying a gift this year. In Armenia, or number six, in Armenia, the traditional Christmas dinner consists of fried fish, lettuce, and spinach. <laughs> yeah. Romania? <laughs> well, hmm. And number seven, Japanese on Christmas usually eat at KFC. KFC, is yes, it? Yes, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because as far as I know, that's an American tradition, I guess. Huh? Yeah, they can't. They don't have any turkeys. The, the closest thing was is chicken. So they have Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it's, they, they also don't very have very mashed potatoes over there either. The, the, to them, huh? to them, they don't have mashed potatoes there either because to them, mashed potatoes are gross. They, oh, they, they have fries and they have uh, other, you know, baked potatoes, but they don't have them mashed. Well, that sounds like my grandson. They, because to them, it's like pre-chewed. Why would you eat pre-chewed food for? Mm. They won't eat potatoes, but they'll eat French fries. Yeah. And, okay, let's see where it was at. Number eight, the extant Christmas is not taken to Christ Christmas. The X is how you spell it in the Greek language, the C-H-R... Well, the, the X is C H I, Chai, and it's the first letter yeah. of Christ, yeah. Right. And so the, let's see, the number nine is uh, the first artificial Christmas trees were made in Germany. They weren't really trees, they were uh, goose feathers painted green. Hmm. I guess they were on a pole, I guess, resemble a tree. Um, the they came about in the 1800s, and in the 1900s, uh, moved to uh, the United States, where they became more popular, you know, yeah. what well, we have now. I, know. I know as early as the 1930s or so, they, I know artificial trees were a thing in the U.S., even the, the tinsel ones or white ones and stuff. That's when they started becoming yeah. popular. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, know, I know we always had an artificial tree growing up. We never had a, a real one, not for a long time. Right. Yeah. We, I remember that we had one at least once or twice. We, we didn't really have a real tree, probably not until like you and I were in maybe high school or junior high. Right. It was always an artificial one. And the neat thing about the real ones is, well, they're real. Uh, but then, if you don't take care of them, they drop their needles all over the place. Yeah. Number 10, the final one is in the, let's see, in the Netherlands? Wait. No, Iceland. In Iceland, children are visited by 13 different Santa Clauses oh, and wow. one evil old lady. The story is. You, 13 days before Christmas, each night, the children are visited each night by a different Santa Claus, bringing them toys, candy, goodies in their shoes, or rotten potatoes in their <laughs> shoes. 13 Santa Clauses, one old lady, visit each night. That means two weeks. That's where they get that two weeks of breaking up before Christmas. The mean old lady is your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the mean old lady's like a, a troll witch lady who, yeah. who if you're bad, she'll take and boil boil the children and her. Yeah, clothes. you know some <laughs> of those some of those traditions can be pretty nasty. I mean, people will get all about yeah, ashamed yeah. about Santa Claus and the goods list and the bad list, but some of those traditions, man, they'll steal your kids and boil your kids and kidnap. Yeah, wow. Boil them in oil. Yes, be good, child. We're going to boil you and sell you down the river to Spain. <laughs> oh, I almost did a coffee spit take. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that's my top ten list right there. I don't know if we have a quiz. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Yeah, I have I have another uh, Christmas trivia-related quiz. It's probably not too much different from your top ten quiz, but I have it done in the form of a trivia 
question I answer. Um, in which modern day country was St. Nicholas born? A. Modern, modern day country was St. Nicholas okay. born. A. Greece. B. Italy. C. Turkey. Or D. North Pole. Modern day uh, country. Well, I like to eat turkey. I like to cook it in Greece. Um, Italy, North Pole. I would have to go with North Pole. Well, North, here's a hint. North Pole really is not a modern-day country. Uh, um, well, modern-day Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, you okay, know, say, I, I suppose if you take the modern-day Santa Claus legends, sure, North Pole. <laughs> but the actual real Santa Claus was born Greece. in Turkey. Oh, Turkey. Oh, man. Um, there actually was two St. Nicholas's back in the day, but I'm not sure which one this is talking about. But uh, they says originally born on Patera in the ancient uh, district of Lycia and Asia Minor. There's some more details on that. Um, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time a bell rang? Somebody answered the door. <laughs> a, George Bailey lost more money no. uh, B, an angel got his wings C, yep. snow would fall or D, scurvy spiders made money I can say I only watched the movie once oh, really? I'd say B It's B, uh, an angel gets his wings I don't care for that movie myself I, I don't I, think I'm surprised because it, it, it was on this every year for like ever <laughs> Um, what words follow Silent Night in the song? A, All is Calm. Uh, B, Round John Version. C, Holy Night. D, Deadly Night. C. <laughs> uh, yeah, Holy Night. Uh, holy Night. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, C. Um, let's see. Oh, holy Night. Which uh, Hollywood actor played six different roles in the movie Polar Express? Do you know who was in that movie? I don't. I, I, I fell through it. I fell asleep through it a couple times. But. <laughs> yeah. Is it A. Tom Hanks, B. Jim Carrey, C. Eddie Murphy, or D. Larry the Cable Guy? Well. Since the guy sounds like Tom Hanks, I'd say Tom Hanks, but ding, I didn't know ding, he did ding, six ding, Tom Hanks. I just knew he was like the conductor or something. Yeah, he, he played a bunch They all of got course. on the train, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I've seen it before, and I know I've seen it more than once, but I honestly don't remember an awful lot about it. Um, I, I, <laughs> all I know is I get on the train. That's it. That's it. In Charles, in Charles Dickens, I think they go to Hogwarts or something. What? <laughs> I think they go to Hogwarts. Yeah, the Polar Express, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, what was the first name of Scrooge? A. Ebenezer, B. Harold, G. Or, uh, C. George, or D. Mortimer. <laughs> Ichabod. Ichabod. Wait, wait, what's the first one? The first one was Ebenezer. <laughs> that, that's what I meant to say. That. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ichabod was Ichabod Crane from uh, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> right. Ebenezer, that's Scrooge. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But came out well, this is kind of a repeat here from last time. Which country did eggnog come from? Well, it's not a repeat, but it's very similar to our um, one last I week. Remember. Is it A, France, uh, B, Italy, C, England, D, Korea? France, it, what was it? France, France Italy, Italy, England. England? I'm going to say England. Yeah, that's England. Ding, ding, ding. Huh. Um, and let's see what I have to um, Which real-life person is Santa Claus based on... Henry VIII, A, 
B, Napoleon, C, Constantine, or D, uh, the Christian Bishop, St. Nicholas? D. Yeah. That's I would have of, to say. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What did Frosty the Snowman do when the magic hat was placed on his head? A, he began to dance around. B, he did a belly whopper. C, he blinked his eye. D, he smoked a pipe. Well, if you go with the song, yeah, he began to dance around. Yeah, that's the one. That's he began to dance around, but he probably could have winked and went, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, happy it, birthday!" It's, it's going from the song. He began to dance around. Yeah, because in the cartoon, he does say happy birthday, but happy birthday. But it's based on the song. I was gonna put past gas, but I thought, nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Okay, go on. <laughs> Let's see. We're up to nine. There's question nine here. Um, what is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie Christmas Story? Now, I will say, I, I remember watching Christmas Story. I, I remember it came out whenever I, I was like in grade school. And it was okay. But it's one of those movies that it just doesn't hold up well, and to me, it's not all that interesting. But, right. But, I didn't find it that great either. I think I might have watched it one time through recently just to see what the big hubbub was about it. Everybody seems to like it. It's like, wait for the part. You're going to shoot your eye out with that BB gun. Thanks, yeah, well, that's that's the movie. Um, and honestly, that's, that's the whole joke of the whole two-hour movie. So... Yeah, if you haven't seen it, don't waste two hours of your life watching it. But anyway, Ralphie <laughs> yeah. had a little brother. It was his name uh, A. Rudolph, uh, B. Randy, C. Rufus, or D. Red Rider? What was the first two? Uh, A. Rudolph, B. Randy, uh, C. Rufus, or D. Red Rider? Red Rider was the name of the BB his, gun, there, I guess. His brother's name? Because I yeah. really don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I have to say, I didn't know either because. Randy. Cause, yeah, that's Randy. Yeah. Or Rufus. I, I, I read the questions like, did he have a little brother? I don't know, because that's how interesting the story is. And the people out there love this movie. Go ahead. You can send us your hate mail. I can take it. Stick your tongue, stick your tongue out on that metal pole. Um, yeah. <laughs> now there, there was some funny parts like that, and there was some funny parts like the the running gag was you're gonna shoot your eye out. Um, and, and of course the final gag was once he did get it, he did shoot his eye. Um, <laughs> but other than that, there's a lot of disconnected blah. Who cares? Yeah, those other movies, Christmas movies, are a lot better than that one. I can name a couple. Now, I have one more question here. The last question. Um, which Christmas song contains the lyrics, everyone dancing in the new old-fashioned way? Is it A, rocking around the Christmas tree? B, all I want for Christmas? Because my two front teeth. Uh, C, let it snow? Or D, Winter Wonderland. Walking around the Christmas tree. Eh? In the new old fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone dancing merrily. It's also a tune from Home Alone. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. It was actually, uh, came out in the late 50s. Like, I'm trying to think of the guy who sang it. But Brenda Lee. <laughs> yeah, Brenda Lee, that's right. Uh, and, of course, it was all the rage. Uh, of course, it's old song now. It's an old standard. But it was a, a, all the rage back in the day because it was a rock and roll Christmas song, whereas all the things in the past were like White Christmas Jingle, and Frosty. Jingle and, Bell Rock. Yeah, Jingle Bell Rock was Chet Atkins and did it and somebody else, another guy. 
that jingle, uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. But and yeah, then, of course, but you that had one, Run, Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Yeah, yeah but, but this one, uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, it was really kind of groundbreaking because it was for the, the young kids these days or whatever. Right. And then it had others, like you said, uh, Chuck Berry came out with the one, and they had uh, the Beach Boys came out with some, and and it's kind of taken off from there. But as we mentioned last week, it, it really all kind of started with White Christmas because before that... About ninety-five percent of every Christmas song that was sung at Christmas time was open up the, the, your hymnal. Right out of the church hymnal. <laughs> open up your church hymnal. All of you see in the church hymnal. Turn to the section on Christmas, and there's that's what you sing. It doesn't mean that they didn't have novelty tunes because I, I I've got a collection of some really weird <laughs> uh, from like a hundred years ago. Uh, and they're they're just kind of like, wow, you're kidding me. <laughs> I have a Christmas one that's yellow snow, yellow snow, yellow snow. And um, I thought that one was Frank Zappa. <laughs> oh, no, Frank Zappa's yellow snow was a different one. Don't go where the huskies do. Don't eat that yellow snow. Um, but yeah, the yellow snow, and that's the, some goofy ones in the what, 80s or something. That, the police stopped my car. Oh, I know something else uh, before we get going with our anchor topic is last week, somebody, or Jill, was asking, what, how much is a shilling anyway? I looked it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. A shilling is one uh, twentieth of a pound. So 20 cents. Which would equate to about twelve pence. Because, How much is a quid? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I think a quid is just their name for a pound. <laughs> just like a buck is their name for a dollar. Was how much a shilling is? A shilling is it is is roughly twelve pence, but it varies. At one time, it was only six pence. Because uh, way back in the day, money was based on the gold standard, precious metal. And to save money, the king uh, cut back on how much precious metal was actually in the coinage. And it cut the value of a shilling down. But they, they re reestablished it, so it's about 12 pence. And a pence is about a penny in U.S. money. But this is where we move over into our anchor topic and we will be talking about uh, orientation and mobility again today and I thought you know being Christmas how can we incorporate Christmas topic into walking with a white cane topic orientation mobility do you have any interesting places that you've done or gone to during Christmas using your orientation mobility skills? Mm, using your cane to smack people in the head at Walmart when you're yeah. at the Christmas shop. <laughs> you, you, you're doing your Christmas gifts, and it's like, hand me that present. Right. So you slide a bowl of candy over to him or something mm-hmm. with your cane. <laughs> well, there's a lot of times you're walking, and you know, I, I've experienced with, you know, wh- whoever, whether it's my spouse or if I'm with someone else, and you're walking with your cane, whether you're going down the sidewalk in the, you know, or walking through the store in the big aisle, like at Sam's or somewhere, they got huge aisles or something, and you're walking with your cane. And the person you're with is going, what chance are you going to hit that person with your cane? It's like, mm, I didn't see him. You know, I can't see. That's why I got my cane here. Yeah, the, the purpose of the cane is not to head. totally avoid everything. It's to touch the, the obstacle before you trip on it. So, yeah, the purpose of every cane is to act, is to bump somebody constantly. And, you know, if you're walking, say, and, and you, and you, and you, Somebody, you're, oh, you almost hit that person with your cane. It's like, well, good. <laughs> you know right. Because they, they, yeah. if they can't see my cane, they should be moving from me, not me moving from them. If you can't see, you don't know that there's even anything there. Right. You know, and so how can I watch where I'm going if I can't see? 
that's the purpose of my cane. Yeah, the purpose the of the cane is if you touch the floor where your foot is supposed to go and it's empty, good. That means you can step there. But if you touch the floor where someone else is standing, oh, my gosh, you touched them. Like, what, they have cooties now? What? At least I know they're there. I didn't step on their foot, did I? <laughs> yeah. But I've seen people get mad. Like, if you're in line, it's like, and you put your cane and you keep, you tap your foot, okay, there's, there's somebody still there. Okay, there's, there's somebody still there. There's somebody still there. And then they just step back and bust your cane in half because they're irritated because you kept tapping their foot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, my goodness. I, I haven't had that happen mistakes. too much as far as I can remember. <clears throat> but usually if I get any feedback, it's like, that, that's that's okay with me. I won't t- tap your heels so much, but do me a favor and say, moving forward, or tell yeah, me I'm, forward. I'm taking a step, moving forward, taking a step. And I won't have to keep, keep tapping the back of right. your heel with my cane. Right. But if you, if now, you are not going to help me out, then I have to do what I have to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Now, they do have... Since this has happened to happen more than it's never actually happened where somebody broke my cane, but I've been with somebody where that happened to them. But it since it does happen, not frequently, seldomly it happens. But they do have a devices now that that can keep that from happening, such as um, uh, what was it called? Sonic um, mini guide. Sonar. Yes, yeah, so, sonic that. sonic mini guide. Yeah. Yeah, a mini guide, right? And I have have one, and it sends a, a sonic signal, a uh, ultrasonic sound frequency, like a bat. It sends a signal out. It's a sender and receiver, and so you can set it for like a foot and a half in front of you. Which means if there's something in front of you, a foot and a half, the thing will vibrate in your hand. Well, and that means it, that if you're in line and the person steps forward. It quits vibrating. And, it, and it's, a, it's adjustable. It, it goes right. in uh, four, st- four steps or five. It goes uh, one pace, which is about three feet, uh, two paces, right. four paces, eight paces, or like way across the room, like 24 or something like that. Yeah, I think the one that I have and goes if, all the way to like almost 50 feet, you know, yeah. where it, you could use it. You could set it for something like that, like and, and, you know, and the purpose is a tree in your yard or something. Well, the purpose is, like you know. I said, at, at the minimum one, at say one pace, you're just holding it, you're pointing it at the back of the guy in front of you. And if they're there, it's going vibrating in your hand. As soon as it stops vibrating, that means you took a step forward and you you move forward. Right. And that right. way. If they don't want to be touched, and you happen to have one of these things, you can stand in line. And, then, and the and purpose walking, behind walking, say, the purpose behind the two two meter and the four meter is if you're naturally walking two meters ahead of you is about where your next footstep might be, and you can find anything that's in your way while you're walking. At four meters is just about jogging speed. And eight meters, it's like, you know, kind of a, across a, sh- a small room, you know, like a 12-foot room or so. So, so if you're at your desk and your doors, let's say, uh, uh, t- uh, t- uh, 12 meters away, you can point it at the door. If it doesn't vibrate, no one's there. But if someone stands in your doorway staring at you, like, what do you want? What? How'd you know I was here? It's like, this is my little secret. <laughs> well, and also, if you're say going to college like I was and you're walking down the hallway right. you know you can you, of course you got your cane you're walking with your cane but you can hold your mini guide towards the wall mm-hmm. and you can have it you know it'll be vibrating and then you keep walking and whatever it stops vibrating that means that there's that would be like where the doorway it, it, is or, or, or an intersecting through. hallway huh? or, or an intersecting hallway well right right but if you know you're on a hallway with a bunch of classrooms you say okay there's one there's one empty space and then it's you can tell by how much it quits vibrating whether it's a doorway yeah if it it just momentarily stops it was a doorway if it's going to take you you can use it that way to find a doorway if you're looking for a doorway as well you know and you use it 
this particular device in conjunction with your cane. You don't use it as a substitute of your cane. You, you, you could, know, you could use it in, in substitution of a cane, but you really, really have to be good at using it because uh, all you're really being told is where a gap is or not. It's not telling you what hazards are on the ground. In front of you. It will it will do down toward the ground and up. It goes out in a cone shape. Right. As, but what I'm saying is, if you're walking down the sidewalk, you can't just point it at the ground and say, "Oh, rough sidewalk. Oh, mud puddle." No. You, right. you still have to have a cane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so but, if you're going to be outdoor but, mobility, I, I wouldn't recommend. But indoors, I would say you could probably use just the sonic device and, and get around very well. Right. And, and it will pick up something as small as fishing line. If there's a, you know, a string hanging down or a tree limb hanging down really thin, this would let you know. But the thing is, is you don't know what it is. You just know there's something there. So, so you still have to step forward it. and feel and see what it set it off. Right. Yeah. right. Now, the other thing, so. too, is if an item is soft, like say I'm walking through my house and I walk past the edge of my recliner, it's nice and soft. It may not detect it very well, whereas, say, a kitchen chair that's hard wood, it will go bzz, nice and crisp. Another thing, if you have a small pet or a small child, it might not detect them until it's too late and you've already bumped into them and knocked them on their butt. <laughs> yeah. said something. You see me coming. <laughs> and they're, they're even useful for when you have a guide dog, you know, and you're right. walking and you can't pull out your mini guide because a lot of times the, the guide dogs, no matter how well they're trained, they, they, they don't spend a lot of time that I've heard other people from different schools spending, teaching the dogs overhead objects, like a tree branch is well, going to hit you in the head. They, you know? they do, but, but a dog is only like knee high. And it's and if you don't go where there's low-hanging things a lot, the dog does tend to forget. Oh, oh crap, I should have been looking up. I just smacked my owner in the face with a branch. Uh, and so, yeah. yeah, the sonic guide is good for that. It helps fill some gaps that even a guide dog would miss. I've lost a couple pairs of sunglasses walking down the sidewalk at a, the corner of a road sign. Yeah. Rushing right across the, right there, just close enough. I hit it, and it knocked my sunglasses off. And I go, oh, well, I can't find them. And I, there's nothing you can do. What I'm supposed to do get on the ground and start feeling around the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done that before because I, there was one day I was walking home from work and uh, that had happened is the dog walked just a little too close to you know one of those freestanding signs was on the, on the sidewalk and it knocked yeah. off my glasses, knocked off my hat. Like, wow, I'm not going to walk the rest of the five blocks home uh, in this weather without a hat on my head. So I stopped and was on my hands and knees looking for it. And someone, you know, came over and helped. Right. Fortunately. A lot of times that could happen to you. As you get under, you get down on your knee or get on your hands and knees, people do go, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. And that's just like with your cane, you know, when you're out walking. You know, another thing that they teach you uh, is walking and you kind of get lost. The first thing you want to do is stop. You just stop, and maybe somebody will say, "Do you need some help?" Or, you know, you you had to stop to try to get hear the traffic noise and see right. where do I go? Where did I go? Where did I turn right? Uh oh, you know, and you listen to see where you are. But the first thing you want to stop and just try to reevaluate your situation and say. Yeah, but whenever you stop, it's it's ideal for one keep your feet planted in place, because that gives you some orientation to the last known direction I was traveling was this. If you start, I'm going to shuffle my feet this way, shuffle my feet that way. And it's like um, I don't know which way I just came into this mess. I don't even know where to go to get my way out of this mess. So you you freeze in place, or you freeze your feet. Right. And you just kind of stand there and, with a lost look on your face, and somebody usually come out. Are you okay? Can I pull something? Well, been a, you can stand there and stand there, and maybe somebody will come, you know, and 
Sometimes, yeah. though, it, it depends on the place, the time of day. Uh, I've you, had people. You, you, you had might people. be like in the middle of a parking lot behind a car. No one can really see you, and it's blocking sound. Like, I know there's traffic around here somewhere. <laughs> I, one time I, when I was living in Alton, Illinois, and I was going to college, I, I wanted to cross the street with my guide dog. I wanted to cross the street, but it was an intersection where the, where the cross traffic didn't have to stop. Right. I didn't feel that day like walking six blocks down the road to the four-way stop to cross the street. And so I stood there at the curb with my dog and I took my white cane out mm. and I stood there for a couple minutes and somebody stopped their car and they said are you trying to cross the street here sir and I said yes and they, they got out of their car and stopped the traffic right. so that I could cross the street and I thought that was so cool and some, some people are are uh, nice enough and, to do that for you and I said are you going to be here every day because I crossed <laughs> the street every day it would save me a trip of walking down the block and back. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. But they stopped the traffic like a like a road guard in the military. Hulk. You know, they just stood out there and said, hey. And uh, all I can do is sit there and you listen. You know, you listen. And when you don't hear any traffic, it should be good um, to cross. There was yeah. one day up at... Hines, you know how they take you to that that uh, that busy four way intersection. They have you practice uh, learning blocking techniques and stuff. And people who have never done it before don't have what I'm talking about. But just let's say it's very busy. And I, I've been walking with a cane for quite a number of years. I've done a lot of walking in Chicago. I've done walking around Springfield, and it's like they're like. Uh, the, the object today is you're going to walk from around this block, you know, around this intersection, you go across, turn right, turn right, turn right, we'll be back here. I'm like, okay. And so I waited until I didn't hear the cars, zoom, went across. Hey, wait a minute, what are you doing that for? It's like, I thought you said the object was to get the cross. I'm in the middle of the street now, either follow me <laughs> or I'll talk to you when I get back around. <laughs> you're like, do you know what you did? You almost walked in front of somebody. It's like, they stopped, didn't they? They can see me better than I can see them, and people aren't stupid. They're, if they see a blind guy in the middle of the intersection, uh, they're going to stop. They're not that stupid. Uh, I would and, trust everybody. And, and there, was, there was one time I was, was walking up the sidewalk behind what appeared to be a family. You know, there's a mom and a dad some kids, and they got to the light to hit the button, and, and they're like, okay, ready to cross? And I, I just followed the family across. Well, tell me what you did wrong back there. And it's like um, the family crossed, and when they crossed, I just tagged as close as I could behind them. Why do I need to think about it? They they were my blocking. <laughs> if they're going to run over them, they're going to run over me, or they're going to hit me and miss them. Uh, there's other things besides 100% pure abstract. This is the technique you're supposed to practice. There's... There's other real worldly ways that you can safely yeah. use other people as as your technique. Uh, you listen for stuff that's quiet, and and like I said, or what you said, you wouldn't trust people in Chicago to not hit you. But that that intersection is so stinking busy. If yeah. there's a gap, you go, because if there's if there's a gap, then it's clearly there's nobody coming. Because at that time, at least, they didn't have those little silent electronic you, cars and stuff. The interstate, especially up the southern streets in Chicago, uh, they've got six lanes you got to get across. You know, yeah. as you get halfway across, they say, "Don't walk, don't walk." It's like, what are you supposed to do now? Run, <laughs> run, run. run. Yeah. You know. And one of my first experience with with crossing a busy street and a wide street up in Chicago was, of course, I Creek Wood because that's where I was at at the time. And we had at least three people in our group that was there who were were blind since birth. They they've been walking with a cane all their life, and they're like, "Here's here's what the instructor says to do, but here's what we're gonna do." <laughs> like, cool. 
Yeah. And hey, they survived to be 20 years old and they didn't haven't been killed yet. I'm tagging along with them. They know what they're talking about. This instructor might be 30 years old, but they're not even blind. All they do is learn techniques out of a textbook. Right. And then you, you have to, when you are walking with a cane, it's, it's, you walk, you, to do it safely, you have to walk a little slower. You know, you have to walk a little slower. That's all there is to it. However, well, what we're saying here, once you get, when you get started, you, you definitely do. You may put some pep in your step or you might. You're not yeah. going to make it across the street mm-hmm. for the light changes. When, you whenever you get faster. started, you, <laughs> you have to slow down because every step is concentration. You're listening for sounds around you. You're trying to stay lined up, walking a straight line. You're feeling the vibration in your cane. There's a million things processing through your head. Once you develop yeah. a technique, you can step it out. And, and, right. Yeah. So you have to figure... You know, you're 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 crossing a, a intersection in the city. Cars have just zoomed across the street, so there is no holes there. There's nothing you're going to trip on, so that you can probably pretty much run across the street if you right. want to. And, but then, you know, you just have to make sure you try to go in a straight line. That's all. Right. And, I'm and veered to the left or veered to the right, and wind out right smack dab in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, and to me, when you're doing a, a, a crossing like that, the, the big thing to focus on is walking straight without veering and then walking with as big a steps as possible to get all the way across. Uh, when it comes to which car is your blocking card, you're, you know what? If, I, if I'm standing next to a guy that I think might turn right, I might wait a heartbeat of a second just to wait till he pulls out. But as soon as he pulls out and he clears the lane, so do I. And I try to keep up with him as fast as, as much as I can across the road, focusing on straight lines. Right. Uh, I don't care about other pedestrians. Like you said, crossing the road, you can tell, you kind of get a feeling of who's mm-hmm. like, and then sometimes these women wear them shoes. It goes clunk, 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 And you can follow their footsteps right. and go, okay, I'm still going to the straight line, cool. And, and, and hoping and, that they're going to the straight line. And, and again, that, you know, that it's all about listening for your environment. You're, you're following audible cues to get a straight line. But you, you mentioned about walking a straight line. There was one day I was up at Heinz, and I'm and I'm all, you know, focused on straight line, straight across, straight across. And there's a guy on the other side of the road at the curb waiting to cross and I'm waiting to cross and I figure great there's you know cars are to our my left his right and he's in front of me and so when the light changes and he starts walking I'll start walking and as long as I keep him in front of me or slightly to my left I'll be good well guess what he wasn't crossing the road he was going to a parking lot which happened to be a slightly diagonal so what he actually did is he crossed from the where the curb was diagonally uh, several yards up the block, and it really messed me up. Cause I'm I'm suddenly focused on whoa, how come he's way over on my right? And I and I try to line myself up, trying to get across the street, keep him in position. And my one instructor's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" oddball right there just screwed me up because I it's like and then by the time I realized he was not walking like he ought to have been walking the cars the traffic sounds are like way in cattywampus land and it's like whoa and, I just had to, and now they got a lot of these audible signal crossings which makes it easier to walk a straight line across but where we live at we don't have any traffic signals you know but they're nice that, that they're out there. Yeah. Cities where they're needed, you know. Yeah, I run this yeah. little town. I don't think we have a stop sign, let alone traffic signals. <laughs> <laughs> live in the village. Yeah. I'm one of the village people. Yeah. The village so, of my town. So there's uh, there. so, some war stories <laughs> about the fun and joys of learning how to walk and some ordeals with... Uh, walking with a cane through the big city and whatnot. 
and, uh, and a little device thrown in there too. Yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and wrap this up here. Does anyone have a question? Uh, I don't have. Oh, you know, that's what it was that we had left from last week. We actually have some ratings and reviews. But because of my technical difficulties I'm having today, I can't get online to actually read them. And so we'll have to wait again until next time. I have a couple final thought things, though. Yeah, that's where I'm going next is some final thoughts. What do you got for that? Well, I know that uh, with the coronavirus going on still, you know, that... Uh, I've discovered that that me and Bill Gates have the same medical degree. You do? Yep. Neither one of us. It's also, it's, it, it, apparently it's not a good idea to put an Alka-Seltzer in your mouth and it starts foaming and you run into your convenience store and you say, the virus is mutated. <laughs> Apparently, some people don't think that's funny. Not <laughs> a good true. idea. <laughs> well, here's one. The virus is mutated. <laughs> here's one. What does a gingerbread man put on his bed? Cookie sheets. Why was the little boy so cold on Christmas morning? Because it was December. Here's just one last one just because I can. And, and it's Christmas and so why not? does a sheep say Merry Christmas? Fleece Navidad. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but that's all I got. I, I, actually, I have about 150 more jokes. <laughs> I do too. I post a different one on Facebook. Um, but that's all we have for our show today. So this is where we say this is your host signing off. Saying, see you next week. Merry Christmas, and oh, hopefully we can squeeze out another one for Christmas. I think we can. That sounds funny. T S F at that sounds funny dot com. Mm-hmm.